2: Great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This yeah. great right here, baby. It's time to
3: whoop
2: their ass. Yeah. 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 It's time to whoop their ass. Yeah. Whoop yeah.
3: they ass. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. bring it to
2: these boys now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, y'all. Yeah.
3: Let's go. Let's go to one. Let's go to one.
1: Broncos on three. One, two, three. Broncos. I am ready to run through a wall, <laughs> Todd. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wait. I mean, we, we just got to start every pot off with that. I'm ready to go, Let's man. Let's go. Let's do
2: that. Let's do it. I got myself pumped up, I think. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I like that a lot. Man. i not even know we had that clip like yeah, that's a yeah. that's a fire clip but that, i need that
1: that's a ryan green special there My man. camera so, somehow he got the camera like right yeah, in how the did you action even, there that's love, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the closest you're ever going to yeah. be again <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and welcome to the dmvr podcast like that we're ready to go and todd you remember when that was
2: it was snowing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I can't tell you what
1: game it is. <laughs> I think game I in the the saw city? in the background. Yep. Arrowhead. Geha Stadium, as we should call it. Oh. Uh, yeah. I thought it was oh. just G- oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Giha <laughs> then. Yeah, GHA, <laughs> okay. but ge- yeah. Geha Stadium. Um, I believe 2019. And that was a Drew Locke that game. And that was... Yeah, yeah, they lost well, of course yeah. Ryan Green. Thanks for that reminder. Yeah, they lost it. last fifteen. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it wasn't Todd's fault. That defense was ready to go.
2: For sure, for sure. Did I wish you, we
1: did you do that every game? Was that your role or did you guys kind of rotate?
2: Yeah, we kinda rotated. I probably did it about ten or fifteen times like while I played, but we kind of rotated throughout the uh throughout the year. But I would say it's a lot more defensive guys like that usually take the charge and do it. It's not surprising. Is yeah. it something
0: that you think about? Like you know what you're gonna say when that spotlight is shining on you or do you kind of just is it off the cuff from the heart
2: yeah it's kind of from the heart because i wouldn't say you like you're chosen the night before it's just kind of like at the end of all the pre-game warm-ups we get into a huddle and then it kind of just like whoever uh, okay it's you you know and so uh it just kind of got to kind of come from the heart yeah but who, i feel like ray lewis whenever mm-hmm. i watched him he had to have planned that the night no, before sure. like his speeches weren't regular <laughs> yeah. so i feel like he put a lot of thought into that
1: did, did like the the speeches that are planned are the ones that are given on saturday night yeah um any memorable ones because i think the ones that we've all heard about outside of the locker room is like demarcus Uh wares before the super bowl and ones like that any other memorable ones
2: um there's a lot of good ones um you know peyton is probably like my favorite he has this line where you know he's got trying to get everybody to focus on the game and to focus on making plays and he's like don't go back to room worried about a girl or trying to, like, talk to a girl before the game. Because trust me, tomorrow, if you make more plays, you'll get more girls. So fo-
0: <laughs> <laughs> focus, Manning said fo- that?
2: focus on making your plays <laughs> and it got everybody focused. I don't think anybody yeah, yeah, went back yeah. to the room, in
0: Texas. So they were
2: definitely we were that definitely ready to so go,
1: fun. man. Words of wisdom.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I heard some good ones about like Mark Schlereth you used to have some really good mm. pregame ones like he I think he's the one that did the Saturday night before Super Bowl thirty two. because yeah. mm. he'd been there before. There's some there's some fire stories there with Schlereth. Yeah, as well. Yeah,
1: Man, I mean, you know you're putting the top guys up there the night before a Super Bowl. That's an yeah. important
2: one for sure. <laughs> yes. You got to be on point.
1: But I, my, my only question with that is that like is inspirational, gets people focused, get people fired up, but then you have to wait 24 hours. Uh-huh. Does that still carry over 24 hours later?
2: I think it does. Yeah, because you think about it, um, You're kind of replaying it. I think it's harder to sleep when you get a good, like, inspirational <laughs> yeah. message because then you're ready to play. But I think it does carry over to the next day.
0: Do you think maybe, like, highlights would just work? Like, before the Super Bowl, do you just put on your highlights from the season and then maybe Coach just says something as simple as, like, was all that for nothing? And everybody, like, walks oh. away? You know what I mean? Alexis,
1: this is a good idea. Am I? Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: just... Throwing things out there,
1: Sean. If you're listening, you can, yeah can for, you this use year, that? for
0: this year. For this year, yep, yep. When we go 17 and 0, and Damn. yeah, I think so. Ooh,
2: 17 and 0. Okay,
1: I like that. 17 and 0. I like Yeah, in the in like
0: yeah, the, the Super Bowl, Sean. Call me if you need some help.
1: Damn, don't don't that's worry. pretty. I mean, I'm not sleeping tonight after listening to Todd for 30 <laughs> know, seconds. Seriously. There, I'm ready to go. That is just so cool. Love that video from Ryan Green, and I mean, fitting to kind of play that. As we had a very boring practice today, I mean something (laughs) had to get us going.
0: Yeah, if not, it was gonna. I needed. I thought I was gonna get a coffee on the way here because I was like that was boring. But it was boring for all the right reasons. They're getting ready for the game on Saturday, um, so it was a little bit slower of a practice, more walk through style, a little bit of install. But um, yeah, there were some highs, there were some lows, but
1: biggest takeaway just
0: boring. Give us your biggest takeaway from today. Just that training camp is not over. And there's Mm. not a light at the end of this tunnel Mm. and it is dark
1: Mm. yeah because today the 17th day of camp technically the last day of training camp and uh, sean payton was asked about that after practice and he said training camp's not over Mm -hmm. in fact there's no light at the end of the tunnel it's dark and it's like oh my gosh wow probably not what players want to hear players probably want to hear like yeah you guys can go home from the hotel (laughs) you made it let's enjoy our trip to san francisco take care of business yeah, not with Sean P.
2: No, he said, keep your head down. We're still working. So yeah. Come ready to work tomorrow. Um, I We were talking, and I think we put it best. It was boring, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I think it was boring um, because they're getting ready for this game. And I think had there been a lot of picks, then it would have been boring and bad. <laughs> yeah. And we would have a lot to talk about. But I'd much rather have a, a good, boring practice.
1: Yeah. And uh, to me, there couldn't have been any picks because Russell Wilson really had three true dropbacks mm-hmm. today yeah. before they started more of the walkthrough stuff and he was definitely sacked on two of them and probably sacked on another of them. And it's just, yikes, that's kind of the theme of camp so far is, like, if Russell Wilson uh, is given time, he's done some pretty good things. Mm-hmm. If not, yikes, not very good. So we haven't seen, we didn't see much today. There's not much to talk about. Can't really fairly grade Chris Russ Allen. today. Chris Allen
0: was back. Chris we Allen saw him would him all have had a sack. He's yep.
1: someone that would have had a sack. Nick Benito would have had another sack. Chris Allen may have actually had... Yeah two of them Dose. in fact and and he needs a big performance for the rest of training camp in order to earn a spot here. Yeah. Let's kinda of take a step back today and just talk about the biggest takeaways from training camp. Now that it's unofficially done, just don't tell Sean that it's done.
2: Uh-huh. Um I say, you know, a couple good takeaways is um the depth in the secondary that we thought we had, we I think we see that we do have uh with Issay and Bassi and a lot of other guys, I think that we have a lot of depth there so um, you know, we want everybody to be healthy, but we do have depth in the back end. I think we'll play well. Caden Stearns and K Jack, I think that's going to be a good down to the wire um, for who's going to be the true starter. Um, so we do have that depth. Um, Takeaway O-line, we're still up in the air. Um, we still don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Uh, D-line looks good. They look solid. Um, had a couple bad plays in the first preseason game, but I think they'll shore that up. Um yeah, so there's a couple of takeaways, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, those are those are good takeaways and I'm going to play off that and start with the secondary. Justin Simmons might be the biggest takeaway for mm. me in training camp. Because
0: when they took him away. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. When the takeaways stopped because they took him off the field, yeah. mm-hmm. uh-huh. then it was all offense. I mean, when Justin Simmons played in this camp, Russell Wilson in the passing game had no success. It yep. was only interceptions, no touchdowns, literally. Only interceptions, no touchdowns. When Justin Simmons uh, hurt his groin and has not practiced in pretty much the past two weeks, it's been only touchdowns and no interceptions. And that's not an exaggeration. When Justin was on the field, no touchdowns, only picks. When Justin wasn't on the field, only touchdowns, no interceptions from Russell Wilson. And that is exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time because... To me justin simmons is playing his best ball Mm -hmm. the first week of training camp like best ball i've ever seen he's already a pro bowler an all pro type of player so i absolutely think he can be the best safety in the nfl maybe get 10 interceptions this year but he might be that crucial to the broncos defense where they need him and yesterday vance joseph was asked if justin simmons is going to be ready to go week one and vance said i'm no doctor but I'm hopeful mm-hmm. now. I don't think that Vance, wasn't a yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it wasn't a yes. And when you're dealing with groins, uh, you never really know how it's going to be. And yep. Todd, you, you've actually dealt with a, a groin injury before. Yep. Is that, is that fair to say you never know exactly what the process is like?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that's true. Um, it's just a time thing, man. I think that's the best thing that you can do. I mean, they're going to ice and stim you to death in the training room, but you never really know how it's going to go until you like really wrap it up um, and go out there and play. So I feel like he'll be ready. Um, you know, that's a couple of weeks away even still. Yeah. I don't see a reason why he shouldn't be out there on the field and running at full speed. So hopefully they're just doing everything they can to get, get him at a hundred percent and yeah. at 95.
0: And I think the good news is, is that week one, Justin Simmons will be in a Broncos jersey and not a Raiders jersey. So <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, the fact that, you know, obviously Russell Wilson in this offense hasn't had as much success um, with him on the field He's not a guy that they're going up against. I'm not that concerned cuz I don't yeah. I personally don't believe there's a better safety in the league.
1: Yeah, and then also, uh, let's say they don't have Justin for the yep. first couple weeks. If you're ever not going to have him going up against Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders, maybe without Josh Jacobs as it looks right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's probably okay. You should be okay with still very good secondary depth. And then the next week, you're playing Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders. You should be able to be okay without Justin Simmons. Then the following week, that's Tyree Kill and Tua. Hopefully Justin's good by then. But I mean, the initial diagnosis on Justin was that he was going to be fine. We haven't heard of any setbacks. It's just like, okay, he's been out for two weeks now. Uh We'd like to see him on the field soon. But Todd, as you said, Justin of any player on the field, maybe even including Pat Sertan, justin's the one where you feel most comfortable for sure with him just missing the rest of training yeah. camp and then him being fine come week one
2: i think so i think so um like mike mcglinchy i would like to see back yeah. i would like to see him practicing <laughs> and making sure that he's gonna be all right through the season but justin simmons not worried about uh no matter what he's gonna have a great year he's mr reliable i think he does it all he's a great safety like you said the best in the league so he's fine
1: yeah he's fine the offensive line not fine mm-hmm. not fine and this is the biggest surprise to me in the worst way mm-hmm. it's a bad surprise yeah. it's one of those coal in the stocking sort of things for the broncos is they just went out it's like the parents going out and spending tons of money on their kids gifts and then they're just all gone come yeah. christmas it's all coal uh-huh. that's what the broncos did they went and spent tons of money on their offensive line and the results and payback have been really bad so far or nick Benino, jonathan cooper randy gregory frank Clark are just that good I don't think it's I think the pass rushers are good. Uh I don't think they're that
0: good. I was going to say the pass rush was actually one of my takeaways. Yeah, absolutely. because given the fact heading into training camp 2023, that was a really big question mark. Hey, this team doesn't have Bradley Chubb anymore. You know, is Randy Gregory going to be able to stay healthy? All of all of these things are still up in the air, obviously, with some of these guys. Um, but right now, from what we've seen, I think this pass rush has a really nice rotation going, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to be able to have a really huge impact throughout this entire season if all of them can really stay healthy. So. I mean, I get what you're saying in terms of the offensive line because the number of times, I mean, even just today, the number of times that Russell Wilson was sacked, the number of times he's probably been sacked throughout this training camp. Then when you think back to last year, he was sacked 55 times. Like, ugh. Like, you just don't want to see it again given the fact that keeping Russ healthy is key for this team's success this entire season because, no offense, like, I don't want to see Jarrett Stidham ever. But, like, <laughs> I chose, Kelsey you ben know New what I G- mean? G- uh. Ben looked pretty good the other day. Like, I'd rather, like as of now, Ben over Jarrett. But, like, Russell Wilson needs to be healthy. And the fact that this offensive line is still a huge question mark at this point in camp or camp being over or not over, whatever, um, mm-hmm. is concerning, to say the absolute least. Yeah. And I will probably be ranting on this this entire podcast.
2: Because <laughs> yeah. it's funny because, I mean, I know our guys are good. yeah. But we have just seen them kind of tear up the offensive line. The entire training camp, like, oh, we're gonna be really good this yeah, year. Yeah. But yeah. then they play the Cardinals, and I'm like, oh, their their outside linebackers must be pretty good too. Like,
0: <laughs> it just I,
2: I'm trying to balance it out and really take away keys from it, whether it's really the offensive line or our guys. I think our guys are phenomenal, but I know that we are struggling. And in I think it's line. also the
0: price tags, right? When you think right. of the price tags for McGlinchey and for Ben Powers, like, you just I feel like that price tag comes with a expectation. Yeah. And the fact that so far we haven't seen them living up to their price tag is a huge bummer. But obviously Mike being hurt, um, we'll see. But I also expected a little bit more from my guy Garrett, and he's coming back. I mean, a broken leg is not an easy thing to come back to, so I really Mm -hmm. want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I think that's why this weekend, Saturday, in Santa Clara is going to be huge.
1: And maybe some hope and optimism that they will get better. As we talked to Garrett about 10 days ago, Mm -hmm. and he said very honest he said in a couple of weeks we're gonna yeah. be like fully gelled okay well we're still like maybe a week or two out from a uh-huh. couple of weeks away yep. from when we talk to him so totally. if he's being honest and that probably is a fair expectation that an offensive line is not going to be gelled right at the beginning that group Todd you can tell me if I'm wrong but that group might need the most time to gel mm-hmm. because they more than any other group have to work as one unit mm-hmm. as opposed to like We work next to each other. You know, Uh you and Brandon Marshall work next to each other, but you're still doing individual things at times. For the most part, the offensive line needs to be in sync 100% of the time. Yeah, I
2: will say that's the hardest group um, and the group that takes the longest to really come together because one, there's five of them as opposed to, you know, me and Brandon Marshall. That's two of us. We can really talk and work things out. And then on the D line, I would say the D line is kind of split between each other because you'll have a tackle and an end working together on a play or they'll have a end and outside linebacker it's not all working in sync at once most of the time so it's really hard for the offensive line to get on track and then which when you have like the tackles that kicks kick set and the guards that short set like everybody's on different levels so then having to pass things off when I'm higher than you and my guy may be behind you is kind of like that's the hardest thing that I think that they are working through now but I'm confident that, that they'll be better than they are today, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. So then the question to both of you, I'm going to ask this about the offense and the defense. Are you more encouraged or discouraged after 17 days of training camp about the Broncos offense than you were coming into camp?
2: Ooh, that's a tough one. I think I'm a little bit more encouraged, and I'll say I'm encouraged because I think Russ is playing better than I expected him to be at this point. Yeah. Um. The offensive line, not so much, but I will say overall, I'm encouraged. I think we have some young wide receivers that are going to step up. I think now we have two good tight ends instead of one. Um. So I'm I'm encouraged about the offense overall. Yeah. Just a little, I guess, discouraged with the O line. Fair. Yeah,
0: I am the exact same. I'm really encouraged, actually, by especially the past few days from Russell Wilson. Yeah. The way that he's really been stringing things together. You know, I know you guys had that discussion. Is he stringing him together or is he, he kind of hit his stride? I feel like he, as much as today, I don't want to even include today in the it's conversation fair. as of late because I just don't think it's um, something that we should take into consideration. Um, but I, I will say I completely agree with Todd when I, I'm, I'm not a Russ – I think I'm the average Broncos fan right now that it's like you're – Guilty until proven innocent, Russ. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not yeah, the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as of the past few days, I feel like he's shown serious growth. And I also am really encouraged by the offense because of Sean Payton.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: when you have a leader and an offensive mind like Sean Payton, I don't think we can expect everything to be absolutely perfect right now. Day 17. Like I think things are going to take a little bit of time because I think things are probably as much as – aspects of it are simplified there probably are some more complicated aspects of his system um that will take some time to implement and at the end of the day it's a, it's a whole new group how uh, there wasn't a single offensive coaching staff member retained right nope. not a not single one. one i think was nope. cp the only one
1: uh, yeah uh, and like and a marcus strength coach dixon and marcus on, uh, dixon on defense line. and then yep. yeah uh Corey
0: on the strength staff <laughs> yep. so it's like the fact that this isn't an all-new offensive staff, like I just think things take time, and I'm encouraged by how they look right now heading into the second preseason game, minus the O-line.
1: Well, <laughs> and and, and Todd, Todd said this a couple of times, and it's a really good point, is... Uh, We haven't seen Sean Payton do Sean Payton things Uh in the games yet, Uh, and he's starting to show a little bit in practice of how he's going to Mm -hmm. put players in position to win. Mm -hmm. Instead, they've just been doing a lot of fundamental stuff, a lot of installing things, uh, and I think that's going to be just a massive boost. And on top of that, this offensive line, deservedly so, has got a lot of heat for their pass blocking. Yep they really should be really good in the run game Mm -hmm. in terms of run blocking. And I think that's what Sean Payton is going to rely on big time, not just to help Russell Wilson out, but to help that offensive line out a ton. And they didn't just go out to get Samaj P. Ryan to have him be a guy that plays four snaps a game. No, they want him and Javante to be a dangerous one, two punch. And I just think that that's going to help the, the offensive line a ton is, in obvious past situations they might run the ball yeah. and just just to help that offensive line because we've just seen so much pressure off the edge so i agree with both of you i'm more encouraged uh and the main reason because of russell wilson and because it yeah. really does seem like he's picking it up and now i'm comfortable saying i'm willing to wash away that first week that he had that was bad because mm-hmm. he's put two weeks of good football together yeah. now i think just like every broncos fan like you said alexis what they need to see They need to see it in a game. Mm -hmm. They're done hearing about us talk about it and then see Russ go out and have a three and out and look just like last year's Broncos team and need a fourth series against second and third stringers to do it. Russ needs to go out and put together a scoring drive on that first drive. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But the defensive side, are you more encouraged or discouraged? And I want to get your answer after I tell you about our friends over at game time because game time is coming up football season's coming up broncos raiders you're gonna want to be in the house for that game it's gonna be awesome to see the broncos beat josh mcdaniels for the first time it's gonna be awesome to see the broncos beat the raiders for the first time in four years maybe josh jacobs won't be there which would be good news for the broncos and you can get 20 dollars off your broncos ticket over at game time if it's the first time you've used game time by using the code DNVR. So go to the App Store, download the Game Time app and use that code DNVR to get $20 off the Raiders game uh, or any event that you want to go to for the first time over at Game Time.
2: And with your Game Time, you definitely need to have some Breckenridge bourbon (laughs) brought to you by our friends at Breckenridge Distillery. Uh, It's the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos contest, the battle between Ed McCaffrey and Alfred Williams. I was talking with Alfred Williams today, um, he loves his bourbon. He feels like his is the best. So <laughs> you does. guys go out there and see who who's right. Um, you can enter to win different prizes, whether it's Broncos gear or Breckenridge Distillery gear. You can even win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite. Say that three times fast. Uh, for the Broncos versus Chargers game uh, December 31st. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. Um, we'll be covering that before and after the game. So make sure you tune in to us. But go check out our friends at BreckenridgeDistillery.com.
0: Do I have a read? today
1: you uh do you want
0: one i mean i was just i just i know i saw the script come through and i was like okay I, i this must mean i have a read
1: yeah, this is, uh, this is like the two-minute offense. Yep. I mean, it, we're, we're no huddle. We're just going. Yeah. We don't okay, get we're to talk going. about the yep. game
0: plan before. Okay, you're just going uh, to tell me. I'm just going to rapid-fire pull it up on my phone.
1: Up. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, let's see how let's see how we do under pressure.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's funny because we've been doing that because there's been times where I've been ready and then <laughs> just know? I'm like, yeah. all right,
1: come on. Let's, <laughs> go, let's close do it. it <laughs> and, and I don't think the listeners have even noticed. No, we've been They're rolling. Just, just picking up and going. See, we can get chemistry quick. That gets hope for the Broncos offense. Yeah. And their defense, chemistry pretty much the same, even though there's a new guy leading it with vance joseph by the way i don't think we've mentioned this vance has done a really cool thing for the players it's pretty much the same system but the Mm -hmm. biggest thing that's changed uh would have been the terminology but vance said uh, okay most of you guys are the same from last year me zach allen a couple of new guys but for the most part you guys are the same group as you were last year so i'm not gonna force my terminology on you I'm going to learn your terminology, so cool. which is is really cool. To me, that just shows really good coaching right there. He's yep. the one that's doing the extra work instead of saying, nope, it's my way or the highway. All of you guys have to learn the new things. Is that common in the NFL, Todd?
2: Heck no, I've never <laughs> heard of that. I've never heard of that uh, over my career. You know, I think there's a certain confidence, arrogance that you have to have to be a successful coach. Yeah. So for him to come in here and I guess humble himself to learn the terminology from a previous defensive coordinator and something that works for your guys. Um, My hat's off to him because that's not something that that guys do. Like, that is not common in the NFL. Uh, Most coordinators and coaches feel like they have all the answers, they know all the keys, and then if you want to succeed, you have to follow their every word or uh, thought. So for him to do that, that's huge.
0: Can you put into perspective just how difficult it is when switching terminology? For the average, I mean, like, I have no idea. I have no idea how many plays yeah. are in that playbook. Yeah. But, like, how hard is it, say, if Vance Joseph came in and wanted to implement everything, all of his terminology, How just how hard would that have been for this group?
2: You know, it's tough. It just takes a lot of time that is unnecessary time, you know, yeah. trying to learn that language or that new language. And really, a lot of football is football and cover three. We may have certain checks, but instead of having to take extra practice time in the end to walk through it and discuss you know, what we call a two man stack and cover one, whether we're banjo with tango with or, you know, you have all these different languages that mean the same thing for 11 players not to have to learn it and one coach, too, that makes that saves so much time and it allows them to just
0: pick up where they left off so yeah. they can be their best. Yeah, no learning curve this year for the Broncos defense, no. which is scary.
1: Yeah, no, no excuses then. Yeah. So after <laughs> watching practice, yeah, 17 days, you more encouraged or discouraged about this Broncos defense than you were 17 practices ago?
0: Yeah, I, I'm very much encouraged, just given the fact. I was never discouraged about this defense. Yeah. I know the pass rush, like I mentioned, was kind of that one area that I was like, oh
2: maybe we'll see
0: what's going on there given the fact that these guys have played so well um throughout camp i'm not concerned whatsoever um i think our secondary is going to just be absolutely filthy filthy like dare i say number one in the league with like hands down at least at least top two in my mind I don't think it's that crazy to say. They have the number one cornerback in the they NFL do.
1: and the number one safety the, in the NFL. Yeah. So
0: I'm worried about the other safety position right now, just with injuries. I know Caden wasn't out there today. He was working on the side. So just that second strong safety position is interesting to me.
1: It's it's a good point about Caden. That's something yeah. we got to keep our eye on because he's practiced, hasn't practiced, practiced, hasn't yeah. practiced. It's probably not a vet day uh-huh. for a no, third-year yeah. guy, especially when he's in a competition. Kareem, he's had some off days definitely vet days and he yeah. definitely deserves them mm-hmm. um but i'm actually i'm not concerned about that other safety spot okay because i think the combination of those two uh-huh. mm-hmm. is going to be pretty darn good yeah a- actually and i think the floor just because there's two guys is pretty high mm-hmm. so i'm not worried about Do it you,
0: does kareem jackson hands down make this team
1: i think because of injuries to pj, PJ lock yeah. Uh, and potentially Caden just where where he is I do think that he makes the team now entering training camp I thought it was like 50 50 way up in the air
0: yeah I thought it would be weird for Vance to bring in K, uh, K-Jack again to then just release him so mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was at but what about you Todd
2: no I think he makes the team too yeah he's too invaluable as a player um, as a second coach on the field I think he does a lot to get those guys lined up and ready to go um you know Justin's your your heart and your spirit and your leader but k like your dog, your yep. mental yeah. toughness, yep. like that's you gotta you gotta be able to have both of those on the field. How
1: yeah. important is it to have dogs, especially on defense?
2: Dogs, it's very important, <laughs> and and we have some dogs. That's why I'm encouraged yep. about yep. this year. Um, I can't say that going into this year I thought we had a lot of depth, but after this training camp and then also guys picking it up last year, I think I really do see it. Um, you know, after Chubb left, we really didn't have much of a pass rush. Baron yep. Browning started coming on, which yep. we didn't expect. Then um, he's injured. Um, And I think that now you have the starters and then Nick Benito, uh, Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning is still coming back. That's a lot of depth at one position, the interior. Mike Purcell's not even playing. Who's a really good defensive tackle. Now you got Drew Sanders backing up, Um, you know, the inside boys. I think that throughout the defense, we had depth. And that's one of the things we had when we won Super Bowl 50 is a lot of depth, a lot of guys that could play, Um, could have been starters on other teams, but they were backups. And, um, that's going to be great for them, you know, because knock on wood, nobody goes down. But we have people to step in and play play really prominent roles.
0: And what is your definition of a dog?
2: Um, I always like to hear this from people. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's just a mentality. It's a mentality you have, like, a dog is somebody that if you're getting into a bar fight, you want them on your yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. if you see them in a dark alley, you probably don't want to go their way. Yeah. Like, you know a dog when you see one and it's hard to put, like, a description on it but yeah. it's somebody who's just relentless that's ready to take somebody's head off need be and willing to go to go to war with you
0: who was like the doggiest of dogs <laughs> that you've played with
2: oh i had a I had a lot of dogs yes. um, on my team yeah. wolf, top was, dog. wolf was a dog um <laughs> top dog <laughs> <laughs> i had some underdogs shout out to chris harris yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> we had a team full of dogs i really think if you we're in a room with us and you wanted the smoke. Oh, I think we were all no ready for way. it.
0: You're, you're going to get the smoke. For
2: that sure. that okay. is
1: maybe the one unit of like at any time in the NFL that I would not want to have beef with.
2: No, you don't want that. Your I chain's mean, getting snatched. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. You're getting body slammed. I mean,
1: that <laughs> whole literally. secondary, The la- I, literally everyone on, sure. that, on that defense. Uh, when I think of dog, now Todd knows better than I. I, I just think of uh, someone I don't want to F with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like if I do something, they're not just gonna brush it off Exactly. Yeah. and uh, man that Super Bowl 50 defense insane
0: who do we think is the top dog right now in this Broncos defense because mm. like Derek Wolf, obviously if you're gonna talk about that one yep but this one
1: I mean, as long as Kareem's on the team. And, yeah. and, and I do think he makes I the like team. That. I do think that he is The smallest that dog. dog is
0: the top dog? Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: exactly. The dog. way he plays, the mentality he brings. I think another guy that's kind of right up there is Randy Gregory. Yes, yes. yes, yep. yes for sure. uh, I mean, just last so year, the last good. time we talked to him before today, we talked to him after practice today, the last time we talked to him was when he got... Um, kicked out of a game at the end. Well, I guess the game was over, but he got uh, suspended and then fined for punching a guy after a game. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't talk to media after the game. And he just kept saying, nope, not going to talk, not going to talk. And then as he's walking away from the media, he says... You wanna know if I punched him? Yeah, I punched him <laughs> right in the mouth. Exactly, <laughs> dog. I mean, that's, yeah, exactly, that's the mentality.
0: I love For Randy sure. Gregory, that he guy is plays huge.
1: That's huge. one guy you do not wanna mess with. Yeah,
0: yeah, He plays like Tasmanian devil too. Just, yeah. I, I love him, yeah. Big uh, big Randy Gregory fan.
1: So uh, we're all more encouraged about the offense and, and the, the defense. defense. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about Russ. I thought you were gonna say, and special teams. Uh, mm. Okay, oh. yeah, special teams. Oh, I'm a little man. discouraged actually. Yeah. Um, I think our like kick and punt returners, I think they're going to be fine. I think that's all. I'm a little nervous about the kicking game personally. I mean, mean, we can't can't talk about today specifically. I don't think we can't, can Can we? Yeah, sure. Sure. He missed, yeah. he missed a pretty, yeah. how far out was
1: that? Uh, I think it was a solid, it was 50 exactly.
0: Oh, okay, well. No, you got to make 50. You got yeah. to 50 make 50 in practice, 50. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. for sure. So I'm City. a little, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of Brandon McManus right now. Uh, but yep. Yep. That, that is all I'll say about that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm, I completely agree. How can you not be concerned? The yeah. Broncos cut uh, one of the best kickers in their history and then they got into a kicking battle that ended in one for four in the past game that they played in Mm. and now you're going with the guy that went one for six on extra points so Mm. he's very talented um he's got a leg for days i mean i think he could have made a 70 yarder earlier this week in practice yeah but until you see him do it in a game and we still haven't oh for one right now in terms of seeing him be consistent in the game you got to be nervous
2: very nervous and speaking of BMAC, i think if the Broncos ever wanted B-Mac back, I think they would have to give him $50 bajillion <laughs> and, like, part ownership of the team. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know you, B-Mac. He's not coming back for anything less than, like, the highest-paid kicker of all time.
1: Well, yeah. and you talked about it yesterday. Just that's natural for any player to feel, yep. right? You felt yeah. that way of, like... You guys did me dirty last year. Exactly. If you want me back, you got to show me maybe a little extra love. Exactly. And I know B-Mac not as well as you. And even from what I know about him, yes, they would have to make him the highest paid kicker in the league. Without a doubt. Without <laughs> That's a doubt. So funny. Um, so how encouraged are we about Russ? We all talked about it. Yep. Uh-huh. We're encouraged with what we've seen. But just how encouraged? Do we think that Russell Wilson can be a pro bowler back to his pro bowl form this year. And let me remind you, because last year was really bad. So you think about last year, like, no, of course not. His first 10 years in the NFL, when he was with the Seattle Seahawks, he went to the pro bowl nine times. Uh Yeah. This is the thing. Even if we include last year, he's been to the pro bowl nine of 11 years in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So it's not crazy. Fans are probably like, you gotta be kidding me. Don't even ask that. It's not crazy to ask the question. Uh Do you think he could be there this year?
0: So when you were saying, like, just how encouraged, I was like, how encouraged are you? (laughs) (laughs) Is what kept running through my head. So I was giggling. Um, I think this doesn't necessarily depend on Russell Wilson's play as much as I wish it did, because I think Russ is going to have a bounce back season. I don't think he would string two of those years together in a row. I don't think Sean Payton will allow it to happen. I think there's plenty of other things going on in that building that have changed culture wise, where I think he's all business right now, and I don't think he's nearly as distracted as he was last year with the big change. Um, I think he's locked in, and I think he's gonna have a good year. If, I hinted at this earlier, (laughs) if this offensive line can protect him. I think his personal success and those accolades will depend on if his offensive line can get their shit together.
1: Yeah, I mean, he led the league in sacks last year with 55. Mm -hmm. Some of that was on him, but also it pointed to the offensive line. And so it's far, we haven't problem. seen that big of an improvement at all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I think that he can have a. He's going to have a good year. Um, I think that some of the things I've seen in practice that didn't necessarily have to do with the O line, a couple overthrows, a couple mm-hmm. throws I didn't love, interceptions. I say alternate. Can can we do there Pro we Bowl go. alternate? Sure. Let's yeah. Do it. I think he can have an alternate caliber oh. year, which is still a really phenomenal year. Yep, Yeah. Yep. Um, I just feel like. He's still working back. He's still getting back to himself. I don't feel like he's all the way there yet, but I do feel like he's on a path back.
0: But is that just because we're 17 days in training camp? Or is that because there's something fundamentally wrong or off with his game that he has not addressed?
2: Mm, That's a good question. Um, I think think that he can get his game back. I don't think it's so far gone that – That's the problem. I think it takes a little bit of time in the Sean Payton offense, and I haven't seen him scramble as much as I would like either, Mm -hmm. and I think that plays a big part of his game because sitting in the pocket is not what he's going to do, but his ability to make plays, and it seems like almost when he's making plays on the run, he has his best throws. He doesn't miss guys when he's out of the pocket making plays. It's more so sitting in the pocket, overthrowing Marvin Mims, you know. Yeah. Those, those kind of plays.
0: Yeah. Boy. Seems like Marvin Mims might be a big uh, part of this for
1: yep, him. Yep, yep. Yeah. And we're going to be seeing Marvin this week, and we'll get to that in a second. But, Todd, you point on a lot of things that Sean actually talked about today. Let's hear from Sean talking about what he's been most impressed with and the most improvement that he's seen from Russell Wilson from day one to day 17 of training camp.
3: Man, his movement skills uh, have been impressive. So his off-schedule plays... Every practice, you know, you, you see an example one or two, and and it really forces the receivers then to get in concert. You know, if you're not open in the initial route progression, and the pocket moves one way, you got to move with it. Um, his, his location's been really good. I, I think the last week and a half, two weeks, have been um, really impressive. Man, his movements.
1: And uh, to think that last year one of the things that Nathaniel had, the thing Nathaniel Hackett wanted to do was keep Russell Wilson in the pocket and have him be a pocket passer. Blasphemy.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: just blows your mind again, especially hearing Sean say that is yeah. like, that's when he's at his best is when he's moving. And those are impressive. And that's what Sean's gonna allow him to do is get back to old Russell Wilson. Old Russell Wilson is a pro bowler, but Todd, I think he nailed it. An alternate for the pro bowl, yeah. especially, so I've got some numbers. Here are the numbers for the six Pro Bowl quarterbacks that made it before the alternates got in last year. And this is AFC, NFC. 32 passing touchdowns, eight interceptions, five rushing touchdowns, and 4,400 passing yards. Not too bad. Yeah. But in the AFC, you have Mahomes, Burrow, and Josh Allen. They went 37 passing touchdowns, 13 interceptions, five rushing touchdowns, and 4,700 yards. So we're talking about over 40 touchdowns, 4,400 passing yards. Russ has never had 4,400 passing yards. Um, Those are now 13 interceptions. These guys are clearly doing a little gunslinging out here for 13. That's a lot for the average of the three best quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, But in the first year, those might be tough numbers to hit, especially because I think Russ is go- or Sean's really going to want to run the ball. Yeah. But I think as an alternate, he can do it because the alternates last year, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr, and Tyler Huntley. Of course, everyone remembers him getting in uh-huh. with his two touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, but those guys, that's absolutely a conversation that Russell Wilson yeah. should be in with Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, and Derek Carr. Yeah. I think absolutely, and those guys last year. They had 29 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 25 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. And Derek Carr, 24 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. And Russell Wilson's 9 best seasons, the first 9 seasons of his career, before he got hurt that final season, he averaged 30 touchdowns and 9 interceptions. Mm. So he averaged better than those guys. So absolutely, I think Sean Payton can bring him back to that level. Just his first year here.
0: Yeah, we know he has it in him. Yeah. We know he's capable of doing it, but there's so many other factors that play into that stat line for him. It's receivers, it's health, it's depth, it's line oh, uh, it's running. You know, like it, like it all plays into how successful he's going to be as an individual and whether or not he's going to make that Pro Bowl. So, I mean, I think he's highly capable. Um, now that you read those numbers off, though, the the alternate seems like. Uh,
1: The way to go. Yeah,
0: a little bit more (laughs) lightly, I guess.
1: And you wouldn't believe what we saw out at Broncos training camp today (gasps) after practice was over. Crazy. Let's just say Sean Payton may need to check out Shady Rays to get a pair of sunglasses. We saw him wearing some sunglasses after practice. We're going to show you after I tell you about our friends over at Shady Rays. And if you want two or more pairs of Shady Rays for 50% off, make sure to use that code DNVR. It's going to get you 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses over with our friends at Shady Rays. That's code DNVR over at ShadyRays.com. They have over 250,000 five-star reviews, so make sure to check them out. ShadyRays.com, code DNVR. Someone wanna tell us about our friends over
0: at Is it Saturday neon? It is BET365. It's BET365. Damn, see, I'm not in the right place. Hold on. I can tell you about BET365. You tell us. It's you okay. Tell Bet365 us.
1: is the place <laughs> I to finish. go to. And if you, you wanna? You ready? I got it. Uh, uh, I can just, uh, just it. finish it. and Thanks. If you use the code <laughs> DNVR365, you are going to get a uh, great deal. You just bet $1 and you're going to win $200 and bonus bets. It's $1 to get that deal. So make sure to check out our friends over at bet three, six, five, where they've got live in game betting. We're going to be doing some uh, of that. Come the season Broncos get down to the Raiders. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Pounce on that. Uh, they have over 80 million users worldwide and they have over 780,000 events that you can bet live on, Bet365's got it all. And they're a proud partner of the Colorado Rockies. So make sure to check them out. And use the, I mean, they're offering deals every single day. I feel like every time I open the app, they're offering yeah. new bonuses for the Broncos. So check them out over at Bet365. And if you have a gambling problem, text 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, that's 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. And please gamble responsibly. If your name
0: is Phil Mickelson, please <laughs> write that number down. Oh,
1: my goodness. I seriously. also want to point out how
0: bad of a middle linebacker I'd be. Do you see the reaction time? Trash. <laughs> Trash. Rash. <laughs> what were you telling us about
1: reaction time? It's not necessarily that you have to go right away. It's, yeah. It's
2: yeah about, take a breath, right? You can take a breath before yeah. you make the play.
0: I tried to take a breath and I still, was, I still Dang. didn't make the play. I gave
1: us credit for how well we were doing in the two minute offense. I know. I know. Now we got to the old I slack, man. <laughs> Now <laughs> I look seriously. like the Broncos. That cohesiveness uh, the second is lead. just. Yeah. So I said that we would uh, pull up a picture of Sean Payton and I just sent it to Kale. In our Slack right now. So he's going to pull that up. But Russell Wills, or after practice, Kay Adams was out of practice. So make sure to check out. uh, Exactly. Make sure to check out her show where she interviewed, I think, everyone. And she interviewed Sean Payton. And after her interview, she had Sean Payton put on a Gilligan hat Mm. and sunglasses to
0: uh, troll himself. Not all heroes wear capes, Kay. Not
2: all heroes. It looks like he's headed to. Put some flowers in his yard. Yeah, it it, it really
0: does. A little bit of gardener there. Uh Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And did you see, speaking of Gilligan hats and sunglasses, did you see Garrett Wilson yesterday? No, nope. no, no, not yesterday. This past weekend. Yeah. Uh, in their first preseason game. On the sideline, yeah. Yep. Really? Yep. He was doing a uh, in-game interview yep. on the sideline, Check. wearing a Gilligan hat. Check. Wearing sunglasses. Check. Uh, and was there anything? No, I think no that jersey. was all three. No jersey. Yep, no jersey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he checked all four of Sean Payton's boxes of what he doesn't want to see. And then yesterday, did you, he was asked about it. And he said... I was told not to comment Uh on that. So this week five game Broncos Jets is going to be so So electric and there's going to be one more electric thing about it. Broncos just announced that they're going to be wearing their white snow capped helmets. The new ones, the frosty ones, they're going to be wearing those against the Jets. Week five, Broncos might be preparing themselves for that game to be flexed into a primetime game.
0: I think it will be flexed. Do you like the new helmets?
2: Yeah, I think they look dope. Dope. I would love to see a whole white jersey.
0: Yeah. All white with the
2: white helmets and then mm. even an orange jersey, orange helmet with all orange. Oh, all right. I love I'm that. I'm
0: calling flip right now. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Make Todd said, shout out to
2: flip, man.
1: Happen. Make it happen. Yeah. Um, okay, so we uh, surprised Todd. Now it's time to surprise Alexis here. Oh. Let's do some teammate trivia da, da, da. Oh. and see how well Alexis knows not the Denver Broncos. And see, we got the graphic right this time because Todd's actually going to be asking the there questions oh, this is just funny. like in Jeopardy. Um, so let's see how well you not you know, not just like the last 10 guys on the Broncos roster, but how well, you know, Todd and I. Okay. Mm-hmm
0: yeah as long as i'm not i don't have to be back of the roster alexis <laughs> then nope, i'm nope, good no nope. that's hank's job Miss i don't, you not listening. anyone
1: to know that but hank oh hank's listening oh he's yeah chiming in. Fire. He's shout like, out
2: to hank man
0: just, hank is just like hot in the comment section he too. Is. he's he like is. rapid fire oh wait really hank.
1: quick by the way before we get into this hit us with a thumbs up we did a giveaway yesterday we're going to be doing them um, uh more of them but we don't need to be doing a giveaway if you just give us a thumbs up in fact if we get to let's say 200 thumbs up before the end of the show we will end the show with Todd Davis firing us up once again with oh, that video. That I think we should do it the thumbs up. We'll see. I we'll need see. it for the rest of my day. <laughs> <I'm gonna crash. laughs> make sure we get to 200 likes so that Alexis and I can get this fired up from Todd at the end of the pod. So yep. make sure to hit us with a thumbs up. We'd appreciate it.
2: Let's do it. All right. So these questions are like all Broncos based with my time at the Broncos. Oh, sh- <laughs> um, so three of them. I think they're good questions, but uh, we'll start with the first one. I said, can you name two coaches that were with me during my career at the Broncos that were also with me when I was at the Vikings?
0: When you were at the Vikings. Are you you playing this with me? No,
1: this is you. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll help you. This is a tough one. This is a very Time's tough one. Times
0: at the Vikings, too? Mm,
1: I, think, I think I've got an idea. Not Doesn't have to be defense, right? Nope. That's Just quarterbacks, there. Just coaches that were with him.
0: Coob?
2: For sure.
1: Boom. Which coobs?
0: I was going to say, can I use both? Yep, that's tough. I can use both go. Kubiak. There you yes. go. You got it. Man, got that's
1: it. a great trivia question. Uh, yeah, so that one
0: had, was tough, actually. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, we had Gary Kubiak was with me. Clint Kubiak was there with me. Rick Dennison, who yeah. was the oh, off-the-line yeah. coach while I was here. And also Brian Periani, who was... The Super Bowl 50 tight ends coach.
0: So there are four, technically. Yeah. <laughs> I only yeah, need to yeah. name two, and I, like, barely named them. Oh, you got okay. him. Okay. You got them, though. Okay. you are good. That's a win. Yo, Neasy, chill. Alexis on the struggle bus. Already. <laughs> Calm wow. down. Do not call me out.
1: Neasy, you better have hit that like button.
0: Yeah, at least. If you're going to talk shit. <laughs> okay, next. All right, ready for
2: the second one? Maybe. second <laughs> one is, who is the heaviest Bronco <laughs> that I've ever played with?
1: Orlando Franklin.
0: <laughs> did you play with Ron? you never played with
2: yeah i played with him my first In year 2014
0: yeah.
1: yeah yeah you're right
0: um heaviest mm-hmm. bronco <laughs> biggo's actually not a bad guess
2: uh uh-uh.
0: offense, offense? <laughs>
2: defense am i giving hits am i giving clues hotter colder uh you the- offense you would be cold uh, Offense.
1: okay defense? Of defense. probably not a kicker so it's probably not special teams
0: just trying to think
1: big boy up front
0: i mean was i don't know how like derek's a big dude
1: mm-hmm. yeah it wouldn't be him no nope. it could no. be though it'd be uh, in the, it'd be a nose tackle it would be uh was it was it peco nope that's
2: no. a good guess though
1: did you play with pot roast
2: yeah.
0: What? Oh, I, thought, I don't really remember that. Nah, time,
2: Terrence course. Knight, yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. That was do you my remember? Guy. Okay, I just want to throw something out here really quick. And Tom I'm throwing you under the bus. Earlier, I was like, he was like, oh, we're going to play a little <laughs> trivia. It's just like a fun get-to-know thing. And I'm like, do I need to know shit about you from when you played? And he's like, nah, 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 nah. And I'm like, what? Okay, you're right. I just got.
2: Yeah, t I just got
0: got is what happened. He okay. was
2: six three, three sixty five 365 listed. And that's what he was listed at. Oh. Oh, yeah. And uh, I love playing with him because, I mean, the double team, you can't come off. No. He, like, literally, it said hike, and he would just put his arms <laughs> on the guard in the center, and they're not going anywhere. <laughs> no, like, it's locked down.
1: No, just them up. Yeah. Oh, oh god. I okay, met that him. that was
2: tough. First day I met him was when I met the team in... St. Louis, when I first got uh, claimed by the Broncos and I just met him and he said, man, you gonna like it here. We win here. And he was right, man. We went out and won Super Bowl 50 that very next year.
1: Dang. Mm. Now, so you went from New Orleans to St. Louis? Like that's how you Straight joined to the Broncos? New Orleans.
2: Straight to St. Louis. Wow. Like they had claimed me on a Friday or something. But by the time I was able to get my flight, I landed Saturday night before the game in St. Louis. How weird was that? Yeah, it was crazy. So you had to be in a been an act of that game, right? Yeah. I was. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say. They no asked practices. me. They asked me too. Like, could you play? I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> no, know anything we're doing. Like,
1: <laughs> you don't want to make me look stupid on the. No, first I'll game. see you guys next game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. So you got to play in St. <sighs> Louis.
2: Yep, got to play in St. Louis. Was it uh, a dumpster? No, I never. I didn't get to play. Oh, that's true. That's
1: true. Yeah, you were yeah. there. and that was my seconds. only game oh, there. Oh, that was a that was a bad game. You know what? That you dodged when, a bullet. Yeah, that was when we're Peyton through like sixty times. They only ran the ball eight times. Yeah, and that's kind of when the transformation began. Of like, okay, we need to start taking some things off Peyton's plate. Yep. Yeah, dang. That was Todd Davis' first game. First I love game. It. I love it. Yep.
0: dude. I hate this. Okay. <laughs> can <laughs> you, you guys help me in the comments? <laughs> one and one. One and one. And okay. One and yep. one's not yeah. bad. Yeah, okay. No, no. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. So this is the last question. Does that me it's you the you? No, this is not too hard. Can you name the three teammates I had at the Denver Broncos who are also from Colorado? Mm. Also you know one.
0: from Colorado? Yeah. You know Philip sure. Lindsay. Yep. For yep. sure. Yep. Um didn't play for Colorado, but just from Colorado?
2: Yep.
1: Shoot. I know one more at least.
0: Try one of like, them's at least one
1: bodies. of them's on the team now.
2: Big right? Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: Somebody's on the team now. Yep, Colorado.
2: Yep, from Highlands Ranch. We
1: we haven't talked about it much. Oh, Mike. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Bingo.
0: Mike Purcell's always a good one. I like Mike.
2: This
1: next one.
0: Am I just screwed? Like I don't know. I mean, give me like let.
1: Who? Oh. Who are you talking you're about? You're right. Yeah. You're right. There is another From one. From
0: Colorado, that's a radio host in town?
1: Yeah, yeah there's another that one. That, that I played with? He's with? been on multiple so. stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You played with him.
0: <laughs> Dang. He's been on multiple stations? <laughs>
1: uh, Yeah, he's been on multiple stations in the past year. What does that mean? Year. Uh, multiple radio stations.
0: No, I know what you mean.
1: Um, um, oh. this, is, this is somebody
0: I didn't even have on the list.
1: Ooh, okay, but there's Wait. also another one that's probably easier to get, uh-huh. and I know it's the one that Todd's thinking of. Comment okay. section, I feel like, me out. I
0: feel like the radio. Oh, Dalton?
1: No. Yeah. Oh, Dalton. I didn't even think of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone said Shaq Barrett, but he's not actually from Colorado. He's not no. from CSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Dalton. Dalton. The other one. Who Did Wiggins, Colorado, such Kale. a sleeper. Yeah, yes. that is. What's the other one? Tyler Columbus <gasps> Yes. Yes. That's yes. My yes, yes.
0: For sure. I should have known that. Forgot about Palumbus. Uh, uh, great questions. Derek Wolf did not grow up here. No, he no. did not.
1: From Ohio, right? He was.
0: Yeah. He was a Midwest boy. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then tough, he went to. Uh, I uh,
1: he went to. Why can't I think of the school? He went to. Uh, in Ohio. Um,
0: the. Ohio State? Cincinnati. No, Cincinnati. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Grew up around Cincinnati, went to Cincinnati. Oh, I love Tyler. Um, Yeah. But as we were talking about earlier um, at practice, Todd, so many guys obviously aren't from here. So many guys, when they play for the Broncos, they just stay here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You you love it here. I mean, there's nowhere better to be. Even guys that come here for one year, like uh, Darrell Casey, my good friend, he stayed. Like, a lot of guys come here. Um. after that dumb, dumb plan, I think there's nowhere better to live, man. It's Colorado.
0: I can't ask Peyton, right? <laughs> you yeah. rock that yep. Colorado belt. Yep. Um, question on K-Jack, though. We all know he's a Houston guy. He'll always go back to Houston. But he has his house up for sale right now whoa not like i'm creeping the real estate market (laughs) but i was told out at camp today that he has his house up for sale Mm. and it was orlando franklin's old house Oh right. um so apparently orlando's old dream home but anyways that's not the point what does that should we read into that or is it like oh maybe he's downsizing because his family is not always here and you know what i mean like how how should i take that
2: oh that's a tough one i would say that he's probably downsizing especially since he kind of had his long stint here. Yeah. And if he plays another year, this will probably be his last. Yeah. So I don't think he wants to hold on to a property for much longer, knowing that this is probably his last year. And here. those
0: interest rates, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's My, probably like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to move to the St. Paul collection for a year. And like, you know, yeah. Like yeah. commute. But yeah. OK, I, I didn't Go know what to do. I was fall. like, there's I know, isn't that random? Yeah, yeah. Somebody told me that out there today. And I was like, <laughs>
1: wait, what? <laughs> um so kareem might be moving the broncos are moving tomorrow mm-hmm. to santa clara to play the 49 such a bad tie. they <laughs> what i thought he was great no it people in the fine. comments will tell me it's awful okay fifty two, fifty one 51 likes away until we can hear that again from todd to end the show
0: you but- guys i was just embarrassed on a live pod like please like
1: it <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> make alexa Kinda, I got a couple, feel better i
0: got a couple yeah, have you, you, did. Did you just call you me alexa good. He keeps doing this. It's do you have an Alexa in your house? I have yeah, like, change the name to Echo. I, yeah, I probably.
1: I dated do. a guy. I, do. I literally
0: dated a guy who had an Alexa in his house. Yeah. And I remember one time I was over and he was like on the phone with a friend. And his friend was like, What are you guys doing tonight? And he's like, Oh, yeah, like Alexa's, Alexa's making some dinner <laughs> and this and that. And I'm like, we've been dating for like three months <laughs> the very next day i come in and he's like hey echo play some music he's like i'm really sorry smart so i mean
1: i need to please I need change to it. i've been really we good spend way except too for much time today to i've been complaint. really bad today
0: this has been Said awful a couple of times yeah, i know, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm embarrassed it's okay. give me some likes for that please come what on. do we
1: need to, actually let's hear from sean payton because he was speaking of embarrassed he was embarrassed last week when the broncos lost that yeah. first preseason yeah. game yeah. And he wasn't kidding at the podium when he said, I want to win. And today he talked about just how much winning in preseason matters.
3: It it does matter. Um, And it's a mindset and it's, you know. Now, you have to be able to get the evaluations done, but um, it would have been a better feeling last week, you know, if if we had won that game. And I probably would have been a little cheerier in the postgame presser. So I think it matters.
1: Does it matter, Todd? Does
3: Absolutely.
2: It, it does. 100%. Um, I think it, like you said, it's a mindset, and that momentum carries over into the regular season. So it always matters um, to win. Um, I, I know he was probably excited to bring, break out the speakers and the <laughs> disco ball and have a little <laughs> bit of a club. Um, and he didn't get to do that yet. So I think he's ready to turn up after a win one time.
0: Do you think he would turn up for a win during the preseason, I know like a win feels good, but like does a preseason win feel as good?
2: I think it matters. I think yeah. And I think you kind of start to show guys, OK, this is how we conduct ourselves. This is how we win. And then this is how we have a good time. Like I think it mm. all goes together. Like yeah. this is the reward we get for winning at least one of them. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. If you're going to yeah. punish people for losing in the preseason, you better reward them for winning in the preseason yeah. as yep. well. So I would hope so. I think it's a good question to ask. Um, but I know behind the scenes, he was furious that they lost that game. And so it's not just a tough face he's putting out toward media. He was not happy that they lost that game. So
0: it's his Broncos coaching debut, whether it's preseason or regular season, it doesn't matter. Like winners win and winners want to win. And so I think at the end of the day, he's just setting the tone for the entire room of, Hey, this isn't like a, Oh, we want, we love to win more than we hate to lose. Like they, they better hate to lose.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hate to lose. And are the Baltimore Ravens, a pretty good organization for the past 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yep. Harbaugh is on a 25-game win streak in the preseason. Oh my God. And that's probably part of the culture. Yeah,
2: Love it that. definitely matters. It matters. And I think, like you said, it's part of the culture. Winning is a is not only a mindset, but it's like a, uh, it's an atmosphere. It's a feeling. Like, it's not something that you can just create. It's something that's learned. So um, they have to learn how to win. And right now, they don't have that. And hopefully he's teaching them that.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like because it hasn't seemed like that historically winning ways, that culture, that Broncos winning culture that we all grew up with, we know, we love, because it seems like that's been missing around here for a while. I feel like it is even more important right now under this new regime, new ownership. I mean, this is now, you know, the Walton Penner family ownerships team. Everything is changing. And in order to change the culture as well with that it, it starts with winning it starts on the field and it starts with having that that attitude off of it as well um so i i think it's it's huge. i agree with him completely like, so, it, it matters i love that he was pissed i wish we could have seen more of that <laughs> yeah
2: i mean even thinking back to when uh, you know i met pot ross for the first time like him telling me like you know you're gonna like it here we win here like the culture is already here like yeah. if you want to come join us yeah. and win right. come on and i think what the guys that are bringing brought here is like everybody's like, well, asking for help more so or like trying to learn from the new guys coming in because there's no culture already set. So I think that's just the difference between like those great years that we had, 13, 14, 15, as opposed to, you know, kind of how it is right now.
1: Yeah, it's a really good point. So are the Broncos going to win in this preseason game? I want your game picks and biggest thing that you're looking to see after I tell you about Saturday Neon, Saturday Neon. It is the coolest signs. We've got a couple in the bar. CU, CSU. They've got so many college programs. Maybe even Sacramento State. Maybe one uh, day. Maybe <laughs> one day. DU as well. Actually, they might have DU. They've already got your CU Buffs I know. On I saw there. it
0: earlier lit up.
1: Oh, yeah. It was Looks on the so Buffs show. It is so pretty. These <laughs> signs are awesome. CU grads just like you. And they are based in Denver. So you want to support a local company Check out Saturday Neon. Go to SaturdayNeon.com and use the code DNVR for 10% off your entire order. And you get free shipping on orders over $200. It's perfect for a man cave, living room, studio, uh, woman cave. If you want any sort of cave, you get it <laughs> over <laughs> she, shed? Neon. Cave. Yes, cave, yeah. she shed. Back Yes, back cave, she shed. SaturdayNeon.com. Use that code DNVR. But if you're in a car accident, Alexis, who do you need to call?
0: Bacchus and Shanker yep. Smash the two, baby. <laughs> if you need to sue, smash the two.
1: At 222-2222, Colorado Law.net. Our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker are going to help you. If you're in any sort of accident, whether it's car accident, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrian, truck, they are there for you. You call them for a free consultation. They work on your case for free. You only pay them when they win for you, and they've won over a billion dollars. We were talking after the show, just how Difference a billion dollars is yeah. from a million dollars yeah. that's a lot of winning to do to get a billion dollars so they know how to win check them out coloradolaw.net or call them at 222
2: we should have them come speak to the team and talk about winning culture you
1: know? <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> we've won a
2: billion dollars i can pr- probably teach you how to win <laughs> yeah you know what, what i'm saying that point. mindset yeah
1: yeah that's a really good point are the broncos gonna finally have that winning culture this week does it happen going into san francisco We're not exactly sure how many starters for the 49ers are going to play. Uh But we know the Denver Broncos are going to be playing their starters 20 to 24 snaps. Mm -hmm. Javante Williams is playing 10 to 12 snaps. Sean Payton wants to see Javante get three to four carries and uh, at least one catch. Mm -hmm. So Javante is going to be out there. It's a good thing. Marvin Mims is going to play, which is a good thing. And the starters, 20 to 24, what is that? And yeah, quarter and a half yeah maybe quarter yeah well
0: it depends <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's true if they're good that,
0: that could be a full first half if if they're not great but yeah. yeah uh i'm excited to see the this group for sure um i feel like they're gonna take a really big step forward this week i feel like this is a uh, this is a winning week i think club dub is gonna travel club to uh, santa clara <laughs> and things are gonna pop off i have a good feeling about it what about you todd
2: Uh, I think this is a winning week. I think this has to be a winning week. And I think it's a similar scenario to last week to where if the offense isn't rolling, we keep them on the field until they do, Mm -hmm. you know, so it may be more than 24 plays. But, you know, I think he's going to want them to score at least twice. Yeah. So I think that because of that, they're going to put themselves in a good position to get a win.
0: I think Javante Williams scores a touchdown this oh, week. Oh, I love it. am going to put it in their goal line situation. Sean Payton is going to Javante Williams for two reasons. One, what a confidence booster for a guy coming yeah. off a shredded knee. Yeah. Two, he needs to get hit in a goal line situation below the knee. Like he needs mm. to f- mentally face that kind of situation because that – I think for, I mean, it's like special teams and like a goal line situation. I feel mm-hmm. it's like the scariest thing for a player. And so I think he, he needs to experience that. And I think he's more than ready. And I think he'll find this way into the end zone.
1: I think, I think you're spot on. And I hope that I happens. Hope. Vegas and bet three, six, five is saying the Broncos are going to win. They're four point favorites. Who knows how the hell they come up with these lines <laughs> yes. for the mm-hmm. pre-season. preseason. I love that. But they've got the Broncos winning. They also had them winning last week and yep. that didn't happen. But, uh, I think players and coaches didn't realize how much winning in the preseason meant to Sean Payton until after last week's game. Now I think they know. Now they're like, oh, snap. Yeah, now I think they're like, okay, we want Sean to be happy, and we see how important that winning culture is. So we're going to try extra hard in this game. And I just think the Broncos are going to play their starters more uh, than the 49ers. And the best thing to see is to see the Broncos starters play less than 24 exactly. snaps because yep. i think that means two scoring drives and it's like 17 plays in those two scoring drives and sean's like you guys did it yep. let's end on a high note we got 10 points we got 14 points that would be best case scenario uh you don't want to see him play more than 24
0: yeah. plays like That's Alexis bad. said yeah. that would
1: be very very bad but i think i think they get the win i think they get the win i think this game means something to them whereas for the 49ers Kyle Shanahan's there. He has the winning culture. You guys don't need to win in the preseason to know that they're going to be fine. In fact, I think, uh, Todd, you brought it up yesterday that they, the the, the 49ers just start slow mm-hmm. seemingly yeah. every year. So um, they don't need to win. The Broncos need to win.
2: For sure. And yeah. hopefully this is it. Let's go Broncos. Yep, yeah, yep,
1: yeah,
0: I yeah. just have this gut feeling like they're going to score on their opening drive. Like go. quick, like bing, That'd bang, boom, kind of. Yeah, something we haven't seen. Four or five plays. Yep.
2: Haven't seen thing. in a long
0: time. No, I know. something we I'm have not
1: good seen. About it. Um, okay, let's hop into the super chats before we get out of here. And we need some more likes before we get out of here. We got a lot of people watching, and not that many likes. So hit us with some likes so we can end this week on a high note. And let's hit a super chat here from the blind wordsman DS says, question for Todd. What's it like to win a Super Bowl? I've always wanted to ask someone this. It's a great question. That is a
2: good question. Man, it's like being on top of a mountain, like climbing Mount Everest uh, with all of your boys and then getting to celebrate at the end. I think it's the best uh, championship to win. I mean, it's a tough season. It's a long season, and a lot can go wrong, and you got to get a l- lucky uh, a couple times to be able to get that win. I think we did. If you look back at our season, we had a lot of games that, we won you know, close that we maybe shouldn't have won. So by the time you get to the Super Bowl and you win it, man, it's like, it's the greatest feeling in the world, man.
1: What's the mm. game that sticks out to you in that season where you're like, shouldn't have won that one?
2: There's so many games that stuck out to me and maybe so many I forget, like going back, they said we lost to the Raiders that year. I don't remember that game at all. So, <laughs> so maybe I can't remember It's called a Trauma. Lot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, your
1: brain just locks that
2: out. To those, sorry, yeah. suckers. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I feel like there was a lot of games. Um, even even the AFC Championship game, uh, yeah. you know, winning by skin our, of our teeth in overtime. Like, yeah, yep, definitely yep. a lot of them. Yeah.
1: How about the end of that game? What was it like being on the field for that two point conversion? Crazy, <laughs> crazy, amazing,
2: uh, and cold. Man, that game was so cold.
1: The uh, really was it? Yeah, you remember, remember that the game? weather? No. Which one? Wasn't that cold? The AFC Championship game? Against the Patriots? Yeah. No, it...
0: that was oh wait, in fifteen. Yeah. 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 Wasn't it Yeah. No, it was cold that game. I was thinking of thirteen, and that was a beautiful game.
1: Uh, oh yeah. Do you remember yep, that yep, one? yep. That yep, was yep. like a
0: really nice day. So, so, so let's
1: yeah. see, the Raiders. You guys beat them in week five, uh, but yeah, you lost them in week fourteen. Uh,
0: Oof.
1: Todd, you held them to 15. 15 points. And we lost. And we lost. Dang. You only scored 12 points. Not you. The offense only scored 12 points that game.
2: Dang. I didn't remember that. It's
1: crazy. In those those games, the defense came up big every single game. Yep. To the extent where it wasn't just like coming up with a big stop. It was like coming up with a pick six early in the fourth quarter to give you the lead. A fumble that then got the ball for the offense to kick a game go-ahead field goal and things like that. It was a defense... Not just making plays, making game-changing plays.
2: So many of them. I mean, think back to the Kansas City game that was about to go into overtime. Yep. You know, B. Marsh makes a great hit. Rowe really picks up the ball. Yep, yep. Pick yep. sixes at the end of games that should be going into overtime. Like you said, like, you got to get lucky a couple of times, and that's what happened.
0: But that wasn't Peyton Manning. Yes, it was. Was it in yeah. that game?
2: In week
1: two? We've, oh,
0: week oh, we, two. Sorry, which one were you talking about? I thought about? you said week 14.
2: Um,
1: oh, week 14. Um, no, the— uh,
2: That might have been Brock.
0: I yeah,
1: think that was yeah, Brock. I think that was no. Brock.
2: Yeah. yeah. But that but was Shout the out loss. to Brock, man. He he carried us through a lot and he yeah. had a hell of a year that year. He really was balling. Went five and two as a starter. Can't beat it. Yeah.
1: Coop's made the right decision to take him out exactly when he did.
2: Yep. Incredible.
1: I mean the game that also the Browns, when they were really bad, you yep. guys didn't go into overtime with them. Yep. And then they're driving. And then there's the turnover, which sets it up perfectly for, the, for you guys to win uh, by field goal in overtime. I mean, so many games. It's a good season. So many games. All right. We got one more super chat in here. And we're only a couple likes away. Hit us with a like really quick. And the last comment coming in uh, from Patra, we really appreciate the super chat. If you have anything else to say, just drop it in there and we will make sure to hit it. But we really appreciate everyone tuning in today, tuning in throughout the week. Oh, we got one more. Uno but why says shout out the wizard of Osweiler. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, he was just what you needed in that season. Came in, studied the ship, went five and two, uh, just until Brock or just until Peyton was ready to go.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he he doesn't really get credit. Like he should, because I mean, it's so easy for that to just blow up. Like yeah. Yeah. a successful season, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback goes down. Like that easily could have been a two and five start for him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for him to go out there and really, you know, steady the ship and just make the plays he needed to make, keep us even keel on offense, and really uh, allow the defense to make the plays we needed to make, man, that was perfect for us.
1: And if Brock would have gone four and three, just one game worse. I think you guys would have been we the, wouldn't fifth have had the or sixth first, seed. Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. have had the first seed. Yeah, because yeah. not only would you lost the first seed, you would have lost uh, the bye and yep. you would have lost the division, I think. Yep. And so, so much was up for grabs in that stretch. Did you, I mean, obviously, you knew how much was on the line in that final game against the Chargers, week 17. Yeah. Because I think it was like. First, if you win, you get the first seat. If you lose, you're going on the road. How important was home field advantage for the it's, playoffs?
2: It's super important because nobody wants to go to foxfield or no, like no. you know. There's so many worse places to be. I think on the road to win on the road in the playoffs is probably one of the hardest things to do. The crowd's not on your side. You've done. You've traveled. You're a little bit jet lag. Your legs hurt from being forty thousand feet up. You know what I'm yeah. saying. Now you got to play the most important game of your life. Like. It's much better to do with sleeping in your own bed, comfortable, wake up, roll to the stadium, whoop some tail, go back home, and <laughs> um, have a good night.
1: Oh, and look at that. You guys whoop some tail. Just got us to that 200-like mark. So as we get out of here, Kale, I'm going to ask you to pull up the video of Todd pumping everyone up on the way out. We're going to be back after the Broncos game this Saturday. Make sure to tune in to Post Game Show right when the game ends. Us three plus Hank are going to be here. It's going to be awesome. Let's see what the Broncos can do. And Todd, send us out.
2: I got it. I got it. I got it. I got Let's go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But this feels yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. This feels yeah. fucking great right here, baby. And yeah. yeah. hey, you know we got
3: the line. Yeah. It's time to whoop their ass. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: time to whoop their yeah. 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 ass.
3: Let's go. 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 y'all. let us go let us go let us go to one. go let us go on let